When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, lads, is it um, safe for my mom to listen to this podcast? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right, Grant. From Hetzel Studios in Dublin. Welcome to Mother Folklore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. And you're especially welcome to our sexy Valentine's Day special. I feel really uncomfortable already. Both of these men are married. <laughs> well, Valentine's Day is a very special time of year, and there's nothing sexier than a little bit of the Irish language. I'm going to spend it at home crying. Oh. Yeah. I know. Well, it's a tradition every year. Sexy tears or no, just, just, just regular just, tears? Just, just regular tears. Regular tears. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine was a waitress a couple of years back and she was telling me it's Valentine's Day and someone had booked a table for three. <laughs> <laughs> and I always that, remember that, that, That's the sexiest thing anyone could ever do for me is let me have two meals. If my wife really wants to impress me on Valentine's Day, she'll book a table for four and just the two of us will go. Like, yeah. Yeah. More space on the table for all that food. And let's face it, more main meals. Yeah. Yeah, Let's just get it there. All you can eat buffet. That's that's a Valentine's Day winner. That's our Valentine's Day treat for you all. I'll never know. (laughs) Oh. I don't say never. Hey. Maybe someone listening to this podcast will treat you. Oh my God, please don't. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, for today's episode, as a special treat, we are going to look at some romantic Irish poetry. We're going to read you some of the English um, and Irish versions of some wonderful poems covering a thousand years of loving in Irish. Oh, yeah. And a thousand years of dirty, dirty stuff. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, The Irish language and poetry in the Irish language has been Mm. ruined by the education system. Completely ruined by the education system. the way it's taught. Yeah, it's the way it's taught (laughs) and it's what's selected to be taught as well, which is problematic. So it's great to be able to go and look at some, some old, some, some early modern Irish and some modern Irish poems that are uh, a lot better. I call Dibs on the oldest. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. So you're leading us off then. So first of all, the, the, the text we're working from is something that you can get go and get yourself. It is called? It is called Filith Gronagolga, Love Poems in Irish. 
the Agarhor or the editor is Kieran McMurkath and the illustrator is Anna Nielsen. And it's published by Cushliffa, our yeah. pals at Cushliffa. Be- beautiful indeed. illustrations, actually. Anna Nielsen's illustrations are beautiful. They, they are very ev- evocative of Louis Brocky's work in the town. I yeah, was just going to say it's very Louis Brocky. It's like a sexy um, town. I, what? Oh, I, could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I've never seen this book before. And um, just gift. having a quick leaf through it here now. And it's very pretty. So if anybody wants to buy me this book for Valentine's Day, uh, I'm not going to see if there's a price tag. Oh, look, the recommended retail price is uh, 20 quid, which will be more it's than more mm-hmm. than any man has ever spent on me ever. But uh, just, just, your, just your, Christmas, <laughs> your Christmas present costs more than that. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, all right. Yeah, actually, no, fair enough. I, I take that back. I was wrong, mm-hmm. uh, which is something you'll never hear me say ever. <laughs> I can't believe we got fine. Any to find it to me. She's wrong. Anyway, time to go read some uh, some poetry. So um, I'm going to read the um, the English introduction to it here just to, to cater to all of our listeners. Um, and it goes as following. Um, the poet is something of a quandary in this poem. He is unsure whether or not the woman he loves is truly in love with him. And in a way, he is loath to find out in case he will be rebuked. Um, oh, my God. Someone's going to someone's gonna come and be like, it's rebuffed. I thought you said rebuked. No, well, I'm from Kerry, so that's what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> it is the desire to know and yet the not knowing which are gnawing away at him. In the meantime, the uncertainty has left him in a state of heightened pain and he is unsure what the outcome will be. However, he dreads the metaphorical death that may await him. Oh, metaphorical death. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is good stuff. Okay. Um, and it goes as following. Gluish a litter, no leg shigs, govakathu arish e fain. Fiafrig thee on viam vos, no on meam gumbroth e bain. Mos e on fian, gudjonig dov, fiafrig thee go fad on fian. No, mos boss the vera thuan, fiafrig thee go hur e meam. On gail father, ni he is far, me higlam a cur e gail. Mon will forketh dov e don, fiam glua on boss fain. On boss fain da dukta thuan, mohor in your the vain reg, os mohion da shkriachig she, eg shot govar ve. Egriak alban erveshev, is antovum fain mohor, mara lukig she er maleach, is mara meach she er marth egul. Inuik ga dekig dav dull, is gulligig she er kor egre, defrig arth is bermish gale, be egemuth gogir is gluus. Oh, uh-huh. nice. I love the early modern Irish pronunciation. That's because it is like the poems meant to be read with. So we we have we pronounce things differently in mm-hmm. modern Irish. A th is a h sound, but in early modern and in old Irish, it was a th sound. So throwing in that glottal stop, it means that that's exactly how the poems meant to sound. It's a little confusing to modern ears, but the but it ten thousand euro I'm in debt for my masters has uh, finally paid all off. Finally all finally paid off. Paid yeah. off. So um, the credit union. <laughs> so, um, might as well run through the English there now quickly, because why not? Why not? why not? Yeah, I bet all our all our listeners are a bunch of sound lads. I'd love to hear the English now on this. They would. <laughs> um, go letter, rest not on your way till you shall see my love again, and ask if I must die straight away or live eternal years of pain. And if long pain must be my doom, then ask if pain shall ending know. Or if I'm destined for the tomb, if quickly death shall come or slow. 
The longest tale is not the best. Tis time to give my latest sigh. And since in life there comes no rest, I'll quickly lay me down and die. And if she will to have me dead, how gladly I would rest in clay. If she would not carve above my head, here lies the man that I did slay. Oh, make my grave on Scotland's shore, for there it is I long to sleep. And there she'll come and mourn full sore, and fall upon my tomb to weep. Then haste and let her do your best, that she may free me from my woe. That she may weep and I may rest, run swift upon your course and go. That's a lovely translation of it. Yeah, is that no. who's that? Lord Longford or someone did the translation? Uh, yeah, translation by Lord Longford. Yeah. It was um, it, it's an it's an anonymous poem. Nobody knows who wrote it. Mm. But, um, Such is the struggle of uh, of early poetry anyway in Ireland. Yeah, definitely. There's yeah. very few surviving where we know exactly who wrote it and when and what mm-hmm. about. So a lot of it's guesswork, but it's got a lot of tropes that are still go there. There's one bit there where like she'll come to my grave and she'll mourn full sore and all that and it's like yeah like not much has changed with Irish poetry really from there until Danny Boy yeah, you know when oh I'll be dead but you'll come and you'll kneel at my graveside and you'll cry and I'll hear you as soft you tread above me and all that romantic nonsense but it brings a tear to your eye wouldn't it it would though I mean you can really yeah feel the pain there yeah it's lovely I think so all about eternal pain and dying. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Nothing, nothing says Valentine's it's, Day. It's not all red wine and chocolate and kissing. It's, you know, the, a lot of love is pain and the agony, the exquisite pain that only comes from the truest, darkest berry of love. Oh, it's really sad. Right. It's just... Um, I want to read another anonymous poem. Oh, please do. About the he wrote it himself. <laughs> He's just too scared. He's just too scared to I admit. Wish. But we all we all love Patter's poetry. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is this is a wonderful poem. I love it. And again, we don't know who wrote another anonymous one. Um, this one is called um, "Even the Liar on the Real," um, which means uh, "My little book, I, I am jealous of you." Or, I love My little that book, song. I envy your lot. Uh, in these days, when we would you know when we don't have the name of the of, of the poet, we also don't have a, a title. So a lot of them are just indexed by the first by the first line. And this is a this is a poem in which the poet who can't be with his lover longs to take the place of the book that she's reading. Mm-hmm. So I want to be held in your arms and caressed and fondled and stay in your bed like your book. Yeah. I just want to take the place of that Marion Keys novel you have right there beside your pillow. I think it's a, it's always a good thing to fall in love with a book lover. You'll never be short of things to read? <laughs> no, I, I think... Yeah. I actually quite prefer what the American comedian John Waters uh, said. And not to be confused with the Irish non-comedian John Waters, by the way. Uh, but he said, if you go home to someone's house and they don't have any books, don't sleep with them. <sighs> yes, I think... Good we- advice. <laughs> Even a Lauron de Riel. Even a Lauron de Riel. Gion anorin a gif gaum. Trug an tussum ruch de bain. Is mishafain a dolaum. A lauron vig even dit, a tril mar will mohrod, on bail linerum or cru, to heefa who, sni dead bon. To heefa tuss on rust glass, to heefa fos on vos tsloy. Beach tu, sni veed safarir, teever heave, sung hogal vloy. To heefa who, on vol a quail, sung vroige here hollis have, sung ruig rillenach marish. The Hunnar Gavisher. On Kaum Schnachti Shang Slain, Da Dog Mishagrad Gan Kale, Sun Trig Ver Yal Adurb Vaughan, De Hifahu Landeshave. On Glor Talyor Shehishave is the Hirmisha Bain Gachli, Clinner is Behaven Did, 
och gan machwid femarti. My little book, I envy you your lot, for you go journeying where I may not. I would that you did languish in my stead, while I beheld my lady's curling head. You trifling book, I scarcely can approve that you should go a visiting my love. Tis not your place to see her teeth so white, and look upon those lips of crimson bright. In sight ere long of that grey eye you'll stand, and lie within the softness of her hand, and you shall nestle, would I did this hour, upon that bosom brighter than a flower. And you shall gaze upon that eyebrow slight, that proud and lovely neck all snowy white, upon that cheek a glow like fiery ember, which in my sleep I did last night remember. That strong and snow-white waist you'll shortly see, to which I gave my love unthinkingly, and that bright foot that doth so gently fall, with all its pretty toes you'll see them all. And you shall hear that sweetly dying strain, and every song that filled my heart with pain. Ah, you shall hear, and happy is your case, a home I would that I were in your place. Oh, I like that lovely. one. It's it is lovely. That is lovely. I mean, like, you have to look between the lines and just go, like, it's about getting into bed with someone. Bam, chicka, wow, wow. But it's more than that as well. it now. (laughs) (laughs) It's more than that? Is it more than that? Is it really? Does it replace the love someone can have for books? Indeed. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just no answer just no, just answer. Just no there's no answer it's, it's rhetorical alright guys we're going to have to pause the fun here for just a minute but we'll be right back absolutely here's a short clip from a podcast you might enjoy called 101 The Ways You Learn this one concerns cycling or a grohiach as we say in Irish you can even do it like walking imagine you're walking except you're sitting on a bike I am walking except I'm sitting on a bike you don't look silly at all right now <laughs> I feel extremely silly right now but my feet are still kind of down on either side of the bike, so it's I don't feel that scared yet. Right. But I know what's coming. So right now, Jasmine is using her feet to push herself forward, almost like walking, um, except sitting on a bike. So, oh, oh, pedals. No, no, no. <laughs> it was just, it was just a, a joke. You I didn't do put it. my feet on the you pedals. You do it. Go ahead. That was 101, The Ways You Learn. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. This poet by the name of Manus O'Donnell, 15th, 16th centuries, and he held court around Tyrconnell and the Donegal area. And he occasionally took upon himself to write a poem, including this one, which is Darla Miss Gallery and Craw, which means love, I think, is a disease. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Nothing has changed since the 15th century. <laughs> Darlam is galare and craw. Kin goel fame ara rish. Kriala tilium ua. And kriche uam of the rish. Os a fame is kinta krish. And kroche tegan craw. Meshtalum loyed a hulk. Ach nach vain krid. Is truig nach fua tuaslam, is fua dargal uav dachin, gra of dinna is marg de gev, is the rorg de ver dalum. Some interesting uh, constant streams there, including dargal. And a great meter as well, because the medieval Irish poetry was written in, in strict meters. Yes. Um, I really wish I remembered some of from when I was doing a master's in Maynooth uh, as to what the meters were called. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but they had fantastic names and uh, basically poetry had to be written within one of these set meters, which is how many consonants per line, hmm. what kind of rhyme is it going to be an AB or an AABB rhyme. And Thomas Kinsler, who translated this to English, is a man who would have a great interest in that particular era and those poetic traditions, and his translation follows someone very closely. I'll give it to you now. Love, I think, is a disease. Useless though it is to talk. I need another heart through love, for it has broken the one I had. Yet since the fault was all its own, this heart of mine that offered love, I might as well lie down with the ill, save that I cannot bear the pain. A pity it wasn't hate I gave, and hate accepted in return. Bad luck to the one receiving love, and worse, I think, to the one that gives. Oh, that yeah. last line. I tell you. Desperate. That's powerful stuff, though, you know? Someone got unmatched on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> they get, did they get swiped left? Is that what it is? I really haven't a clue. I don't know. I have been I have been in the same relationship for so long that like internet dating was just for weirdos when I started going out with my wife. Um, okay, I think this is a nice, more modern one. All right, so I have one more for you, lads. So the introduction states here that this poem is close to the traditional love poem in Irish in that it deals explicitly with the exaltation of a woman for her beauty and her personality. The woman of this poem is the perfect anir or young beauty of the Ashling tradition, one who enlivens life with her presence. However, in this poem, she is also a real living presence in the poet's life and he celebrates every aspect of her body and person through the detailed praise he bestows upon her. As it should be. Yes. <laughs> um, the poem goes, Ni go de fakaraw, lauren si changa ungraw, lenalova. Nigo de fach a yenov, crohin si changa ungra, lenagrega. Nigo de fach a yalunt, run si changa ungra, lenagrehon. Nigo de fach a helt, noctin si changa ungra, lenathekent. Nigo de fach a chahov, vahin si changa ungra, lenahyasov. Nigo de fach nungrost, isi changa imlon ungra, gok anal aki. Muan duan onalu asan nua kuntyanga ungra a adu as bail achela. So the, the English translation of this then is um, She need say nothing for she speaks the language of love with her hands. She need do nothing for she fashions the language of love with her limbs. She need promise nothing for she bestows the language of love with her prayer. She need hide nothing for she reveals the language of love with her glance. She need wear nothing, for she rouses the language of love with her poise. She needs nothing at all, for every breath she takes is love complete. Teach us to breathe anew, so that we may draw the language of love from each other's mouths. It's Lima Merla. It is indeed. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful responsorial rhythm to it. I can imagine, mm. imagine it being read at a wedding. It's got yes. a lot of sex in it for a wedding, though. Yeah. <laughs> she speaks the language of love with her hands. It's beautiful. And you know what? This isn't poems for fainting and looking at daffodils. This is, you know, real love. Between I wandered lonely as a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> this is real love. Real love between people who, you know, are human beings and feel things with their whole hearts. Yeah, and more than that, not just my hearts. <laughs> I, look, this is, the, like I said at the start of the podcast, it's like there is just so, um, 
there's so much damage been done to the reputation of Irish poetry by the crap we have to learn for the junior cert and the leaving cert and like really even modern Irish poetry Lima Werla there like she needs to say nothing to, like Lauren Chichango growl in the lava she speaks the language all over her hands or Kahalo Sharkey's poems, and I know I know that Kahalo Sharkey's kind of a, a problematic fave after yes. uh, all of that. But I just this is one of the great struggles of my life because it does it take away from the validity of his art when he writes um, when he writes poems and he writes poems at a time prior to homosexuality actually being mm-hmm. decriminalised in Ireland about being a gay man growing up first of all in the Gaeltacht and then Erjoriacht over to London and the likes Moira Wakati Moira Wakati who is just has written some amazing stuff Nulani Honal I know mm-hmm. on the Twitter account we talked about Nulani Honal and like she she came up with like Kurucht the Raw like the, the, the perfume of your 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 post love making body basically your stank mm. like she's writing a poem about stank and it's great it's utterly unbelievable and she I just writes, yeah and, and I think the fact that she writes from this very point of view of very sensual pleasure and also not just in in terms of traditional hotness but the idea the familiarity of a, of, a, of a couple who really know each other very well just being very into each other still you don't get that on. poem on the leaving third by you her I'll tell you that don't. much yeah no uh, you don't there's so much you don't get like you don't get enough Kathleen Maud on the leaving third who mm. was like the first um, Irish poet that I came across that was writing vicious ferocious love poetry from a feminist perspective and, mm-hmm. and just no Love without surrender. Love where I'm my own person and you're my own person and I'm going to be a wild animal and you're going to be a wild animal and we're just going to, you know, oh, it's just, I realise that this is not a visual medium. I just did some, (laughs) just did some sexual gestures with my hands there, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be sharing some of the actual poems themselves. (laughs) Not the sexual gestures. (laughs) We'll be sharing some of the poems themselves on Twitter and on the Facebook page, just so you know, if you hear anything here that you like and you want to find it again, as well as obviously referring to the book itself, which you can get at Reputable bookshops. Yeah, and look, big shout out to the modern day incarnations of these poets. Obviously the people still out there writing their amazing poetry in Irish, but also the rappers and the songwriters and you know, to to the rappers like Kneecap and MC Muppet who's been on the show. Kneecap have been Amazing. Yeah, they've been incredible. Outstanding. They're absolutely incredible. They're the modern poets and MC Muppet who was on the show as well. So it's fantastic. But can I go back a couple of hundred years to some this is just at a time when so Emer, you mentioned the Ashling tradition earlier on, mm-hmm. and it's not oh my god, what a complete Ashling, but it's rather this idea that a woman would come to you in a dream and she'd yes. be the perfect princess, and she's actually a metaphor for Ireland, and Ireland unfree shall never be at peace, and uh, you know, but my great love is my country, and all this stuff. This is sort of a little send up of that because this is this is one written by one of my favourite poets, historians, and writers in Irish history. It's a guy who basically invented the concept of Ireland as one nation. Um, this is Sharon Caton or Geoffrey oh. Keating, as the name is, is ah, translated. Yes. And he was born in and around the year 1580, somewhere near Care in Tipperary. And he went abroad to study for the priesthood. And by the year 1610, after the Flight of Earls, a year after the Flight of Earls, he was back in Ireland uh, in defiance of Elizabethan rules, uh, sort of trying to spread the word of, of basically not only Gaelic uh, literature and language and and all of that, but also this idea of a Gaelic pride and an Irish pride mm. and, and all that. But he wrote a lot of poetry, and one he wrote is called Avan Lon the Stuim. Um, now Stuim is like sort of 
capability or skill. Mm. So if yeah. this, you say someone on a stoma is a very able person, but in this particular one, when Lord Longford was translating it uh, years and years later, and instead of going for a woman skilled, he went with a woman skilled in amorous trick. So this is one, it's a bit of a send up. Um, I'll read it and I'll go through the English version. You'll know what he's on about. Um, so Shatterin Caton, Avan Lawn the Storm. Avan Lawn the Storm, Quingivum the Live, Ni Fargneva Shin, Katitin, Darn Raw. Fecher Lea the Mult, Fech Machurpgan Lu, Fech Errechtum Ill, Cred Re Will, Dachno. Na seal make a sieve, a reach na clean the chiam, be a hong rog on gneve, go bra a heer hang. Drid the veil on veil, diligent scale the hur, na beam knas re knas, tig on tass and tull. The cool creevok cas, the rusk glass margurt, the heer cringal vlai, hang us me and soul. Gakniv acht gniv kulp, is lia id chult hum, to gain fein trade raw a van lawn the storm, a inavan tave hent the harquin turk, no mirrelt re renaltuch fanil goch, is ungna ungne chimenoch osius wut, gay diligent scale, trag megas toig him hus, de vermsche fame breher, da martian slua, suntilla de leg venus na taklian us, a virkach ve verlug na mankirch gruig, gertusse mar ein hedvan, de fogfi im hoon. A woman skilled in amorous trick, keep off that hand that fondles still. Though you, for loving language, sick, I'm not the man to do your will. Behold my greying hairs, behold my limbs without agility, my ebbing blood, my fires grown cold, what is it you would have of me? Bend not that face to mine, I plead, grown wiser than I was before, but let me love without the deed, my young enchantress, evermore. No more let mouth on mouth be pressed, however hard the sentence be, lest heat of lovers breast to breast revive the fire that slept in me. The curls upon your neck have power, your grey eye bright with tender dew, your rounded bosom like a flower, to draw all passion after you. No deed of body would I do, in a slumbrous bedclothes muffled thick. All else that's mine I yield to you, O woman skilled in amorous trick. O beautiful lady, so gentle, mild and fair, O weight of rich tresses, O ranges and rolls of hair, What fits and what wasting fevers you stir in me, O flee from me, leave me, though cruel and hard it be. Yet I gave you my promise, bright girl of the firm, fair breast, If there came a great storm from Venus and drowned the rest, And you swam to my arms to escape from the tempest's rage, You would find in my harbour perpetual anchorage. Ooh. It's sexy, isn't it? It is. Wow. But like the context is at this stage, like Sharon Caton was a priest. That's yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. I was so, like, he's, he's a got, priest and it's yeah. the fifteenth century. Yeah, he's got mm-hmm. a woman wanting to bump uglies and he's like, Oh please, please, please don't. Oh mm-hmm. look, I've got I've got grey hair and I'm not athletic and it's like please stop stop grinding and you know mm-hmm. it's fantastic. I love that poem. It's marvellous. We're just going to have one more and hopefully then we'll let you get back to doing whatever you want to do after listening to Hey Pro Romantic Poetry. This is a poem called Una Vaughn, Fair Una. 
and it is ascribed to a poet called Tomás Lodger Macostla. Uh, Tomás Lodger being Strong Tom. You. Come on. Big, Go on. Strong Tom. Yeah, Up Strong Tom. Go Strong Tom. <laughs> and while Strong Tom was a he big... He sounds like he'd play at your local parish hall on a Saturday night. Strong Tom, Strong, Strong Tom, Tom and the mainliners. Yeah, so down here, like yeah, yeah. He actually sounds like he'd play like half forward for the Parish team. Like this is the Strong thing. Tom also, could have played county, but he'd like to drink a bit too much. His mad wash all the county jerseys and she'd make the sandwiches. Oh, she would. She makes a main hang sandwich with a pound of butter on it. Like oh, on. S- Strong Tom, though, in addition to why he why he played for the county and while he worked in the industrial state, <laughs> he had a heart of a poet underneath his tough guy image. Strong Tom is definitely uh, Ashling's boyfriend. When was Strong Tom born? (laughs) (laughs) Strong Tom, they're expecting Strong Tom was possibly around the mid-17th century. And just for some context, this particular poem is about, yes, he he fell in love with Una Vaughan and he wished to marry, but it wasn't permitted. But after she died, he he begged that he be buried with her. And at that point, the father agreed. So it's a tragic love story. She had a good job in Dublin. She was a, an she's office a, manager. Yeah, she'd walk across the canal in her MBTs. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, a fla nadli omra. Theresh the vas to var drachorla. Fechagra keaku ab far den da chorla. A eniklian isme in ana de noiga. Aunavon. Barosh ingardinu. Spechunlor or afford na bonrina hu. Bechelor is Bechelmar a gola velig shoron hu. Shemachrech mad nebronach, narfosic tum tu. Aun avon, stu a verag machil. Aunna, stu a huig, god luch eider megastia. Aunna, a chrebchora, a luvin costan a give. Iskavar lumsa vet gansua nahu vekola riv. Sorry, my pronunciation there, but basically. Unavon, Unavon, you're all I had eyes for. Your death was caused by a false advisor. I wish to the Lord I was warned to be wiser and to wait in the water till he called me beside you. Unavon, like a rose in a garden wall, like a golden bowl in a noble banquet hall. Sweet music he composed on the road going grand and tall. And my grief I never owned you or rolled you in my arms at all. Unavon, it was you who drove me mad. O oh, Una, it was you and your beauty tore me from God. O oh, Una, I was ruined by the view of your fine, fair head. And if I could choose, I'd sooner be blind or dead. Wow. Power. Yeah. That is pretty powerful, already. Tomas Lodger, he felt it deep. He knew, he knew something we all knew, but he could tell it. He had, he, had, uh, he had the love sickness. He had the love sickness. He did. So bad. Can I, would you indulge me and let me read out one more? Uh, it's not from the book. This okay. is from... An amazing, so she's a singer-songwriter, but that's poetry. That's okay. poetry in itself. Uh, and this is Lauren Cassida. Oh. And Lauren Cassida has been searching for the perfect rhyme. Oh. And she has been saying that, you know, they say pop music can ruin your spiritual poetic soul. But I think she's taken pop music and she's made it work with this most beautiful rhyme. Okay. So, by Lauren Cassida. Exwina Vert, Erda Harp. Make that booty work, work, work. <laughs> That's banging. That That's fantastic. That is banging. I feel like we should remix that for our intro instead. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to work, work, work now, but we want to thank you very much for joining us today. My name's Darker Shea. You can catch me at The Irish Four on Twitter. 
I'm Pather Gravonig. I am at the Cav Official. And I am Emer Duffy. You will catch me on at Thuckwork Emer. Spell that right and you're doing good. And thank you all very much for catching the show today. It's a slant from me. Stay sexy. Ew. That's Valentine's Day. Come on. I am I'm I'm just out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. See you next time. You are. See you next time. Before we go, I just want to say a few little thank yous. Thank you to Brian for producing the show today and to Kirsten Scheel for doing the artwork, as always. Motherfuck Lore comes out every Friday on the Head Stuff Podcast Network. If you can't wait until then for your next podcast fix, Head Stuff makes some other great shows. May I recommend, for example, The Sus or Fair Game. You can contact the show by email at motherfucklore at headstuff.org or on Twitter, at MotherfuckLore. We recently had a mailbag episode in which we read out some of the correspondence you received, so we do pay attention to what you're telling us, and we do try to make the show better. It's all about the listeners. Until then, have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Slán. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look at my snotty lanyard! <laughs>